We are so pumped that Tailwind is the sponsor of this episode of Pick Up the Six podcast. That'll make sense here in a minute. Let me tell you about Tailwind. They are the real deal endurance fuel to keep you going through training sessions and on race day. And they're built to help you recover and come back stronger. Ditch the gels, bars, chews, and pills. You can go all day with just Tailwind. Tailwind mixes with your water, can meet your calorie, hydration, and electrolyte needs, no matter how big a day is in front of you. Deliberately mild. Customers describe the flavors as having that clean and light with a mouthfeel, and I can attest to that. No syrupy flavors coming at you here. And here's what we have for our listeners. Go to tailwindnutrition.com, find their starter kit, drop it in your cart, and use the code PICK6, P-I-C-K-S-I-X, and they've hooked you up with 20% off just like that. So you go to tailwindnutrition.com, you can do slash starter dash kit and use the code pick six, save 20% off today. Tailwind, all you need all day, really. And with that, my guest today is Jeff Beerling, who he and his wife, Jen, created and founded Tailwind Nutrition. I told you it would make sense. The story of how it got started, it goes back to having your head in a trash can after a race. Mm, rough stuff. Let's meet Jeff and hear about their journey and how along the way they've become hooked on their customers' why. This is Pick Up The Six Podcast. Jeff, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great, Brian. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm excited to have this conversation, get to know you a little bit, hear about this product, uh, and share some stories about yeah. some of those moments of endurance that have led you to this. You're in beautiful Durango, Colorado. So how are things out there these days? Uh, it is a, uh, a bright and sunny day. Um, we had some uh, rain left over from Hurricane Nora, which was, uh, you know, I know we'd all been talking about Ida, but uh, there was another one on the uh, in Mexico. And that one got us a whole day of soaking, which we desperately needed here in the West. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm excited, man. Let's dig into it. Let's get to know you and, and get to know more about what energizes you and, and the strength, the purpose behind you and your company. You finish your first Leadville 100, you end up with your head in a trash can. But first of all, tell our listeners about that race, because that's a pretty epic race. So tell us a little bit about it. Sure. Uh, so the Leadville 100 is a hundred mile mountain bike race, and it starts and finishes in Leadville, Colorado, which is at uh, 10,400 feet elevation. It's a very, very high mm -hmm. mountain town, old uh, historic mining town and with, with a real rich history. And, um, and it's a terrific event and, and something that um, I've really enjoyed being part of. Um, but back then, uh, I'd actually never raced in a mountain bike race before. And, um, one of my buddies, had, You're like, let's go do this hundred miler. It should be great. Yeah. Yeah. He convinced me that I needed to kind of like enter something and train for it. And yeah. so, you know, why not? Right. <laughs> go for, go for a hundred mile race at, sure. um, at high elevation. So on a mountain bike, no less on a mountain bike. Yeah. And I, and I loved mountain biking. That was already, you know, a sport that I really enjoyed doing, but, um, but I never really kind of like, you know, trained and done anything like that before. So, um, so that was a, a, a pretty big step. I trained, uh, you know, I, I, I trained like a demon there because I had visions in my head of being, you know, off on a ditch someplace and vultures circling. So I, I really wanted to be fit for it. Right. <laughs> and, um, and I think I was, but, uh, but boy, my stomach just felt awful like the whole way through and it, and it, my legs felt good. Everything felt good, but I, I just barely made it through. And, uh, and, um, Jenny, my wife and, and, um, 
our daughters were, we were waiting there at the finish line and, and I, you know, they want to give me a big hug and I'm like, Nope, Nope. Right over I got the trash a can. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And not to be too graphic, but, um, but that muesli had had 13 hours, you know, earlier mm-hmm. wasn't so great coming back up. <laughs> yeah. So at that point, you don't have to name brands of things you had used for nutrition that day, but what had you put in the system that just caused some issues like that? Well, I was trying uh, to use, um, you know, products that are made for this kind of, these kinds of activities and um, drink mix, um, some, some gels. And um, they really just didn't, they didn't sit well, they just didn't go through. And, uh, and, you know, part of that, of course, has to do with just the intensity and the duration and high altitude, all this, all the stressors on the body. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I, I kind of quickly found out like, Hey, what I was trying wasn't working for me. And, um, and that just, uh, it was frustrating because I put, you know, nine months of training in and, um, I felt like I, I could have, could have, uh, could have done better, but, um, but just was really limited by that. You know, I remember having a feeling after doing my first marathon um, and and just bunk nutrition and I'd put all that training into it and then got into it and skipped some nutrition early because I felt really good, ran a yep. little too fast early because I felt good and paid the price, blew up at 21 and ended up having to walk a lot more than I thought. And looking back on it, it's those moments where you're like, dang it, man, I knew I should have done something and maybe for you first time riding a hundred like that on a race maybe it's just a bit of some beta testing because you didn't have much of a uh, a depth of experience I mean, you've always enjoyed right outdoors being active had you done other events like that just not at that duration uh the only one i had done before i did the um the silver rush which is a 50 mile version um up, up in leadville as well i did that uh, i don't know that was maybe five weeks before so that was my first actual mountain bike race ever <laughs> And then that one was pretty tough. It's actually got more climbing, um, more climbing in it, um, than, than the, uh, hundred, um, you know, per, per mile basis. So it, I finished that. I was like, oh man, if the hundreds double this, I'm in trouble. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I really was trying to just experiment and, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and after that experience, I, I, um, I tried more, I really wasn't thinking about trying to create my own, but, but I, as I was experimenting and really not finding a combination that worked well for me, I wanted to, um, to take a more deliberate approach and just have an understanding of why I was feeling the way I was. And, um, and then my hope was that that would help me kind of pick out a better nutrition plan, um, for me. And, um, but as I started kind of, uh, learning about how our bodies fuel and reading the, the medical research on, on athletes and, and fueling, um, I realized that, that the products I was using, um, had some ingredients that were very challenging to digest. And at the same time, there were some other factors, like you're always running a calorie deficit. You're, you're spending more calories than you can absorb realistically. So, um, it didn't make sense to me to have the digestive system have to work hard to get the calories that you, that you needed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, you know, and I just, I didn't see products out there that, that I thought really matched how the body was fueling. And, and that's what led me to start experimenting and making my own. What were you doing before that? Cause you're not a professional mountain bike racer. You're doing this event. <laughs> no, not at right? all. What, what was the day job before all this, before you even started thinking about 
I guess I could learn some things about science. I mean, what were you doing before that? Yeah, uh, I mean, my background is in software design and, and project management. So, um, you know, more more technology oriented. Um, so I've always had sort of a scientific bent and engineering bent. But, um, but you know, the mountain biking was just my my fun thing, not, right. not my job, for sure. <laughs> so, you, yeah. so you start to kind of dig in, right? You're like, all right, th- mm-hmm. there are these products available. They're, they're the, and there's a lot of great stuff out there in the market. You know, and then there are a lot of gels and things that work really well for some people, but for you, it just wasn't working, right? So you, you, you kind of get yeah. bent on this, trying to solve a, a problem, trying to come up with a solution. So at what point, yeah. like, well, maybe I should just make something. How does that all, how does that all play out for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, at that point, I tried, I tried just about everything on the market and, and not had good success. And I, I got kind of hooked on level. So I knew I was, you know, I was coming back and I wanted to keep doing it. Um, so, um, you know, I was just motivated to really find something that worked and, and I couldn't, uh, for me. And again, like I, I wasn't really at that point thinking about anything beyond my own, you know, my own problems really. So, um, so that's what, led me to, uh, once I had a good understanding of how our bodies fueled and what, what I thought was really needed to support that kind of duration and intensity, um, then I, I just started piecing it together. Um, you know, or, ordering things from Amazon also, uh, from, um, you know, natural food stores and things like that. Um, and, and putting it together and, it, you know, I took bits and pieces that I thought were working well from, from other products, but, but nothing to put it all together. And, um, and that's, that's how I sort of came up with the, uh, the idea for the fuel was just to match what the, um, small intestine absorbs, which is, mm. which is glucose and fructose. And, um, and it needs, uh, it also needs sodium in order mm-hmm. to, um, utilize the active transport mechanisms that are, that are like pumps in the small intestine. Um, so that was sort of forming the core of it and, and leaving things out that really weren't uh, beneficial during exercise, but are challenging to digest like protein. Mm-hmm. Um, get it and, afterwards, uh, get it when you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Because your body is just in a different mode during exercise. Um, you know, it is not in a muscle rebuilding mode. It's in a, um, I need some energy right now mode. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so, so I was really trying to strip it down to what were the core essentials and, um, and then, you know, uh, electrolytes are a big part of that, um, as well, obviously to kind kind of keep your water and, electrolyte balance. And then the other parts were just sort of intangible. I think just knowing things from being, a, a from racing and training myself that, Hey, like strong flavors and sticky, sweet textures are just things you can't stand for very long. Um, and, um, and as I was talking with other athletes, I mean, they were kind of telling me the same thing. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. I had this, this plan, I was doing this. And then I just got really sick of whatever it is that I'm doing. And then I stopped and I just stopped, yeah. started drinking water and then their performance started tanking. And, yep. um, and so it's, it seemed like there are other people that had this kind of problem too. And yeah, been there, been uh, there for yeah. sure. Yeah. Been there. Um, and then I think the final thing was just simplicity because, um, you know, a lot of the products that were out there at the time really wanted you to try and, Hey, maybe you have a drink, maybe you have some gels or some chews or some other food, and then you also have electrolyte pills and, you know, trying to manage all that is actually just adds stress Yeah, for um, sure. when, when you really want to just work on what you're, you know, yeah. you want to do your thing. And, and yeah. it just didn't make sense to me to, um, to try and juggle all those different products and try and keep track of when I'm supposed to take what. 
And, um, and so building it all together into, into something that you could drink, um, it to me just seemed like a, a no brainer and, and a good way to go. So Jeff and Jenny get a Winnebago hazmat suits. They head out to the middle of, Oh wait, that's a different show. <laughs> so, so can, uh, we talk, can, we, that's right. <laughs> can we talk a little, uh, chemistry and science here as to, you mentioned those ingredients, right? But, mm-hmm. but what it actually entails, you don't need to give away the secret sauce or anything like that, but what actually goes into creating a drinkable fuel like this, that you can pour it in water, it can dissolve quickly and you can add flavor to it and it, and it can carry all the things that you need it to do. Cause not only do you guys make, you know, endurance uh, fuel, but you've got caffeinated versions, you've got recovery kinds. So there's a lot that yep. just has to go into all that. So, so how do you go from software guy engineer to, to kind of becoming a chemist and, and you're, and you're kind of, if, if memory serves correct, you're kind of making Ziploc baggies and getting your friends to try it and, and all this sort of stuff. It's wild, man. Yeah, I know. It, it, it sounds like a crazy leap, but I think it was really just one, <laughs> one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it started with, and this is really how we approach all our products and product development is a real, real solid understanding of what we need from a physiological standpoint. Um, and, and so that for me, you know, back in the first product, which was our endurance fuel was, was really just about, um, understanding how our body's fueled and what our bodies need in order to sustain, um, a high, high degree of output, um, for, for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and that, like I, like I talked about a little bit, it boils down to from the fuel side that we have, our bodies have a pretty darn clever way of, um, of getting what, what it needs, um, in the form of these active, transport mechanisms in the small intestine and uh and they they will when you have all the proper ingredients which are basically that you know glucose and fructose which are simple sugars um that's your energy source um sodium molecules uh, which is which comes from salt Mm -hmm. and uh and water if you have those things present then those then those active transport mechanisms will actually grab say a glucose molecule and two sodium molecules and actively move them across a small intestine barrier into your bloodstream. And then those sodium molecules form, uh, they cause an attraction of water and, um, and then water can be sucked through the pores of your small intestine and into your bloodstream. So it's like this super elegant and clever way that the body gets what it needs, you know, getting, it's getting water, it's getting electrolytes and it's getting fuel, it's getting energy. And, um, and so I wanted to try and create something that would, um, as, as, uh, sort of expeditiously as possible, yeah, as efficiently get, as possible get it in there yeah. to, to the small intestine and allow it to be absorbed. And, and there's some different approaches in this world, um, in this, this, uh, fueling world, like some companies choose, um, to use, uh, starches or sugars, um, See, maltodextrin is an example. It's a chain of glucose molecules, and uh, and that can be manufactured to different lengths. But but those chains have to be broken before the individual glucose molecules can be absorbed by those active transport mechanisms. So that's adding a little bit of a digestive process, and that that delays some of the uptake. So you get a little bit of a slower absorption. Um, you know, more complex molecules like starches or um, uh, <clears throat> 
well, protein we'll talk about in a second, but, but starches, for example, like that's even kind of a more complex and takes a little more digestion. So there's some products that approach it from that standpoint. They, they say, okay, well, you could eat a bunch of this mm-hmm. and then we'll let the rate of absorption be dictated by how quickly that digestion takes place. But to me, that didn't make a lot of sense because the blood is flowing away from your digestive tract um, during exercise. It's going to your muscles, obviously, but also to your capillaries to, to, uh, to allow you to, to cool yourself down, thermal yeah. regulation. Yeah. Um, and so you're, you're leaving a lot to the, um, just your individual system's ability to digest. And that's what ends up determining your rate of absorption. What made sense more to me was to say, hey, we're going to make it super easy to absorb. And then you can control how many calories you're getting in by how much you're, you're drinking. Mm. Um, and since you need water yeah. and all that, you know, it made sense to tie it in all into a drink. Right. Um, so you've got it all in one place versus multiple sources. And, there, and look, exactly. if you're doing a certain level of endurance, right, you're going to need other things. But, if, yeah. but, but a critical component in all that is not just the hydration, but all the other elements that you have working there. Mm-hmm. At, at, at what point are you like, you should probably make a business out of this. <laughs> this is, does it well, become so a thing was, where you're like, hey, the hobby's starting to overtake my job here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was kind of, you know, making it in our in our kitchen on um, on Jenny's grandmother's kitchen aid from <laughs> the 1930s, which is a, we still have. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but there's kind of you know white powder going everywhere and all over our kitchen counters, and it's a pretty slow That's process. The Walter White um, reference kind of fit a little bit, but yeah. no, I mean exactly. I mean. Uh, you, you were right on. Somebody like, busted in, they're like, was, what are you doing, man? You're like, this isn't <laughs> what it looks like. I swear this isn't what it looks like. Well, uh, you know, one of my friends here in Durango, had, um, he, he wanted um, like five big Ziplocs, you know, like gallon size <laughs> Ziplocs full of it. And I, I literally met him in a parking lot and I'm handing over these <laughs> gallon baggies of white That's powder. Colorado. I mean, it's all right. You know, you get I know and he's putting, he's putting it in his truck and we kind of just stared at each other we're like for a minute. And he's like, I think maybe I should cover that. I'm like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a little absurd, but, um, you know, through Leadville, I'd met a number of people who had, um, nutrition challenges and, and one in particular, um, had dropped out of 700 mile races mm. and, um, and they'd all been because of stomach problems. You know, she had trained, you know, really like basically over a decade had been trying to train for a hundred mile race and, couldn't get through. And, um, and so I could relate in terms of the frustration, but at least I was finishing, you know? <laughs> um, so I, I ended up just giving her some of this and, you know, it didn't have a name. It wasn't a business, but, um, I gave us, gave some to her and she emailed a couple months later and she'd finished the Shenandoah 100. And, uh, and she had said she, as she crossed the finish line, she just broke down in tears because she was, she, first of all, her stomach felt great all the way through. So, um, it worked, which mm-hmm. was pretty awesome to hear, but, um, but also just that it was so meaningful for her because this had become a, a real life goal for her. And, um, and that's, that's when, um, I started thinking about it is not just like, okay, this works really well. And, and, you know, people like all these athletes around Durango that, was a pretty athletic town and mm-hmm. they kept coming back and saying, Hey, I want this stuff really works well. I want more, but none of that sort of registered in the same way as that's just this emotional head of like, it's real, it's I real man. Yeah. Really help somebody achieve, achieve a life goal. Um, which was really cool. 
And, and so that's when Jenny and I kind of looked at each other and said, well, maybe, maybe this could help out more people, um, you know, and be something more than better than more than just like a little, you know, better fuel for me, but, um, could, could have more of an impact. Our listeners uh, might remember episode 21 with my good friends, Jesse and Scott, who a year before running their first 100 mile race at the, they ultimately ended up running pretty much step for step together, uh, had run their first full marathon. And then a year later, they're going to run a hundred miles. And I asked those guys before we did our interview, what helped get you through it? Talk to me about some products you use. And we talked about gear and shorts and both those guys are big gear guys, Jesse, for sure. And we were often comparing, Oh, I just got this new running hat today, or man, I got these new shorts. Go check them out. But they both on the nutrition front said tailwind and, and talked about just how much it was all they drank uh, as they went through it. And, and I start seeing more of that happening. So tell me about some tailwind athletes. You mind introducing us to a few of a few of the folks who are, who are uh, that maybe our listeners have heard of before that have, have, uh, have become either uh, ambassadors or a part of your program now? Mm, boy, yeah, there've been, um, you know, a lot, a lot of athletes that we've worked with. I think, you know, one of the things that from our early days is I was definitely not a, uh, I'm not a podium finisher, <laughs> you know, I'm not threatening anybody <laughs> to win any, yep. any races. And so I, I'm, a, um, I'm, a, I'm here to, I'm here to complete, not compete, Jeff, if you know what I mean, on most of these events. Yeah. 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 Um, that's exactly right. And I think, I think that's where most people are. Um, you know, most people want the challenge, uh, man. They want that, that personal challenge, right. Them versus them there. We've got friends, right. You do too, that are elite, right. That go out and they compete. Uh, we're getting ready to run the blue Ridge relay next week. And I'm running on a six man team for the first time ever in that 208 mile relay. And we got a good team. We're going to run strong, but we're, we'll not be in the podium with the Asheville running collectives and those guys that run five minute miles up and down, mountains you know in, in western north carolina but but most folks yep. want to go out and put they want something to be able to push themselves i've found that over the last four years delving more into the physical journey and had done a few hundred mile bike rides but it never with the level of consistency did endurance running events like this you know so next week i'll do you know 50k over the course of 24 hours with my teammates so most people want to be able to go push themselves and feel that you know and that's, that's exactly what right. you run across and so I think, you know, we kind of had this idea from the beginning that, that we wanted to be a support crew. Um, you know, we can't, we can't do everything like, um, like a support crew can at, at a, at a race, but we felt like we could do that from the nutrition side. And, um, obviously products are a big part of that, but, um, also education, support, encouragement, um, just being in your corner, and um, helping people now to this day, we have lots of exchanges. Um, uh, I just just had had one with a professional triathlete, and mm. and she had um, she she actually just she finished three Ironmans on zero calories because she was having such bad nutritional really? problems, she couldn't keep she gets anything it all out. in beforehand, and is just water while she's competing. Yeah. But it was also, also not giving her the results that she wanted, no, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure. I mean, I, 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 am just like amazed that she could, you know, even do yeah. that. Right. <laughs> um, that's really remarkable. Um, but then she just emailed me, you know, um, the other day and said that she'd finished, a um, uh, Ironman, Ironman in, um, Hamburg and she'd set, um, a, a PR for herself on, uh, she finished second in, in for women and, um, and set a, a PR for herself on, um, her power, her power up at during the bike, um, using nice. tailwind. Nice. And so that's super gratifying. So I, I don't mean to, um, 
to knock the elites at all, but I, but the focus of our business from the beginning was really just like, Hey, we want to help. We want to help everybody, um, push themselves, like you said, and to have a better experience in doing so. And that's kind of, so we kind of equally want to celebrate the efforts of the back of the pack and the middle of the pack, uh, as well as, you know, obviously support people who are aiming for the podium too. But, but that was not the focus. Like, and, and honestly, we we didn't have, you know, we didn't have any money to, (laughs) um, to, you know, to pay for sponsorships and things like that. So so some of that has come, um, you know, one, one in the, uh, ultra running world, um, probably everybody's heard of, uh, Courtney, Absolutely. And, yeah, um, big fan, big fan. And, um, you know, she's an amazing person and, and obviously, um, an amazing athlete as well. And, yeah. and just had a terrific race at UTMB. Yeah, just came off UTMB so, for sure. Was watching yeah. a lot of that live coverage. They nailed it on that live coverage, by the way, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. cool. And, yep. um, I felt great for her because, uh, she had uh, done the hard rock, um, you know, uh, was that last month in July Yeah, and, uh, or yeah, back in July and, and had real, um, problems. Yeah. With, had to come uh, off the course, stomach. right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, and I think that was, that was a hard moment for her. Um, and so to come back and have a really strong race at UTMB and, and, and finish strong, that was, that was great. Uh, awesome. great to see. I just love hearing the stories about how you guys are just so dedicated. And that's how you, that's how you, that's hooked on the why you know, of, of your customers uh, of hearing mm-hmm. about, you know, hearing about those folks that, that um, uh, maybe more than the average Joe, right. Are, are dedicating a lot of time and effort into it, right. To train for this run that we're doing next week. Is, we've been, we've been at it for months. We've been out in the heat and the massive humidity here in North Carolina for the last really mm-hmm. few months, locking it in and, and, and your product. And, you know, I would tell you this, uh, whether you're on the show or not, like it's just been critical in that. I got friends who are getting ready to, to run a rim to rim challenge next year. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, we gotta make sure we have tailwind ready to go. It's like, and I know that's probably what helps push you guys as you go. Man. Absolutely. I mean, that, that is a hundred percent. We just love hearing the stories about, or as our customers write in, share their stories. And, um, and we love those challenges too, where people mm-hmm. are having problems and we can help them out. And it turns out great. That's, that's, um, that's really gratifying. And that's why we're in business. hundred percent. Dude. Uh, this year has been absolutely wild. This last year has been wild. Uh, and I know, uh, in my, it is shaken up many industries. So I'd love to hear how it's impacted you guys, but I also know that, that you, that you found some opportunity to, to give back and, and help out in community. So what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think like everybody, uh, you know, we were in uncharted territory this, this past year and our, first priority since we manufacture our, our own products um just outside of uh, durango and bayfield mm. a town called bayfield colorado Very cool. um, yeah you know our first priority was um to try and keep everybody keep all of our employees safe and be able to continue to operate and so there were there was a lot of um i mean real changing landscapes and um <clears throat> and adjusting to adjusting to that um which I think everybody kind of had to go through. Um, but, um, it was difficult. It was stressful for everybody. And, um, and at the same time, um, we felt like it was very important for, um, our customer base, even though maybe all the events that they're training for got canceled, um, that, that they keep engaged with, they keep engaged with exercise, um, for just the mental health purposes and physical health purposes. And, um, and so we wanted to support our customers through this and just be like, we just kind of fell back on that idea of being a support crew. Where's, where's everybody at? 
and how can we support them? And so the first thing we did was, um, we, uh, we just put everything on our site on sale for the whole month of April last year. Um, just to try and encourage people to keep with it. Yeah. Um, even if their events are, you know, their training got thrown out the window. Um, and then, um, as part of that, we, we heard from, um, one of our partners about a hospital in Denver, um, with Rose hospital that, um, was having a challenge because, um, the, the hospital workers were having to wear, you know, hot, hot PPE and work 12 hour shifts and, um, could only bring in like a water bottle to mm. the hospital. Um, you know, just trying, they're trying to control the environment as much as possible, not introduce anything that might spread infection. Right. Um, PPE was in short supply, so you couldn't really take it off because if you took it off, you'd have to get new ones. And so, um, yeah, they're kind of locked so it was a in. Real, they're locked in for what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. So, so we thought, okay, well, let's send, um, you know, let's send some of our endurance fuel and some of our, um, recovery, um, single serves and, um, the feedback from the hospital is like, Hey, that that's really helpful. Thank you for that. And here are five more <laughs> hospitals in the area that have the same problem. And then, um, so we sent more to, to them and, and, um, and then we opened it up to our customers We're like, Hey, um, this is what we've, we've heard from some local, some hospitals in Colorado. Um, do you guys know of any other hospitals that are in this kind of need as well and have this kind of need as well? And, um, and the, the suggestions just started pouring in. Um, and then like right after that, we got the first kind of like, Hey, I want to participate in this. How can I help? And, um, so we ended up throwing up a, uh, uh, a donation product, um, so that people could buy single serve packs. And then we would, we would donate those as well as match that. So donate an additional one. And, uh, altogether we ended up, um, sending about 30,000 servings out to, um, I think it was about 130 hospitals, um, nationwide. And, uh, it was just a, it was a really, it was just great to be able to feel like we could do something, you know, like a lot of companies were kind of repurposing, like to make PPE or we're like, well, we don't, you know, we don't sew anything. (laughs) We don't have any expertise in that area. And, and so to turn out that like, Hey, our fuel could also help, um, you know, help hospital employees and workers get through a shift, um, that, that turned out to be a really great way to, um, to contribute and, and to give it, give back, but also give us, uh, give us a, a good feeling about our purpose while we were trying to, to stay afloat during this time. Yeah, there's no doubt. That's really cool, man. It's awesome to hear about that. And, you know, look, it has been a, it's been a hell of a, uh, a year and a half and, and almost, you know, closing in on two before you look up in the next few months, but to, to, to be reminded in hard times about all the people that have stepped up, right. To, to just continue to help. Uh, and we've seen it with frontline workers and, and we've seen it in community and, and you guys have been part of it too, man. So I tip my cap to you for, for finding a need, right. And meeting it. And maybe you start off to help a local hospital, then, other people start sticking their hand up and they're like, well, well, what about us? But it makes a lot of sense, right? When you're on that, you're on your feet for that long, the level of endurance that you're going to need, right. Um, and the be and mm-hmm. the ability to get stuff in quick in a drink like yep. that is, uh, is clutch. It's awesome. I'm excited. I'm going to send you, I'll send you some updates when we're running next weekend. Keep you posted as to how we're performing up there. And, and yeah, uh, I'd love to hear how you do. That's, that's a terrific undertaking. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a good time. First time doing the, uh, the six man team. So that'll be, 
good bulk of miles over that. Tell me about the name, man. We haven't talked about it, right? So at the beginning, <laughs> when, you're meet, when you're meeting your buddy in a dark alley with a bag of white powder to give him to help with his performance, uh, you didn't have a name for it, right? So how did you get to yeah. Tailwind? How, how'd that all, how'd that all end up being? Gosh, that was just, uh, honestly, it was just Jenny and me going on a hike and, you know, that's, you know, it's outside. That's where I do my best thinking. And, yeah. and we, um, we had a, uh, we had a tailwind and, um, and that was it. It was like, wow, this, this idea of just like a little, you know, a little help pushing against your back and helping you get up the hill. That's, that was the idea. And then we just felt like, okay, that, that fits really well with the idea of supporting people and, and just being in, you know, in their corner and helping them to, to get to their, get to their goal. So, yeah. uh, that's where it came from. And, um, it's awesome. I will also say like, I mean, you know, kind of knowing from the technology space, like you got to pick a, got to pick something that you can get a domain name for and isn't already trademarked and, right. you know, and all those things. So it actually right. fit the bill on a lot of fronts. Sure does, man. Uh, I love it. All right. When the Veerling crew is, is headed to the outdoors where, where you, you talked about hiking, but what else are you guys doing? Where are you grooving at when you're outside? Mm. Well, I mean, we live in this amazing area in Southwest Colorado. So mm. we've got like just this embarrassment of, of riches in terms of trails. Um, so, you know, uh, we do a lot kind of around the area. Um, we also like, uh, the, the desert isn't very far away. So, um, it's about, we're about two and a half hours or so from Moab and, nice. um, and that kind of, you know, I, for me, I just, I just love being out there in the desert and, um, whether it's backpacking or mountain mm -hmm. biking or, um, what have you, if that's anything we do, get out, get outside and just, um, soak it all in. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, and it's shown to be such an amazing release. Um, and there's so many benefits, right? Just even just that time of just getting that fresh air, getting that, that natural vitamin D, all that. And then from a mental stand, you talked about it before the mental health standpoint of moving your body, getting physical, doing those things, maybe pushing yourself to do something you're not super comfortable with right? getting outside of that, that yep. zone of comfort is, uh, yeah. is important. Yeah. Helps you get outside your head sometimes. And, um, and just clarify, you know, the way, what you're thinking about. Yeah. There's no doubt, man. I've enjoyed this conversation so much. What What's, what's next for you guys. I mean, you, you've, you've built, this you, you've 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 built new products as you've gone right not only for in sport you know right in event nutrition but you've got recovery so what's the future look like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah well um there uh, i can't say with with too much detail but um there are other parts of the day as well and um yeah. and we we think that we can support athletes in those those other parts of the day too so i love it, I love it. Working that's on all you need to there. tell us that's all you need to tell us <laughs> Guys, let me remind you, uh, tailwindnutrition.com. If you get that starter kit, still have that deal. Pick six, P-I-C-K-S-I-X. Save 20% off the starter kit. The beautiful thing about that is you get a smattering of products, right? So you get endurance fuel. You get an endurance fuel plus caffeine. You get some recovery fuel as well. So that's really cool. Go check it out. Jeff, I've just had a great time, man. I'd love to catch up with you more in the future and check in, see how things are going. And uh, we thank you so much for doing all that you guys do to pick up our six while we're working out. And then to hear about what you did for those frontline workers, man, it's pretty badass. So thank you for that. Oh, awesome, Brian. Thank you so much for this opportunity to talk with you and uh, good luck. Yeah, man. I'll check in with you when I'll you very much it goes. Absolutely, man. Appreciate <laughs> it. He's Jeff Veerling of Tailwind Nutrition. I'm Brian Jodas. And this has been Pick Up the Six Podcast.